Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So award season is upon us. Oh, I can't even. I can't stand them. Largely, just rich people in suits congratulating each other on doing their job. And I'll tell you what I can't stand more the plethora of gay awards. Gay awards for gay people being gay. You know, where the same 25 homosexuals, all with the same haircut and the same teeth, all sat in a conference room in a hotel in London, posing in a pop-up photo booth with fake moustaches and hashtag YOLO, like it's some bland heterosexual wedding in the suburbs. No, thank you. And I'll tell you what, ally awards. Awards for allies. Have you heard of such a thing? No. No, Jean, who works for insert the name of a big bank here she didn't get the ally award for wearing a rainbow lanyard during pride month she got it because she's loaded anyway really hope i get nominated this year If you're Irish, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it is a fucking terrible day for it, isn't it? It's just a bunch of English knobheads all wearing silly hats, absolutely mortal, locked, you know, bluted, roaming around the streets, saying they're all an eighth Irish. An eighth Irish. Have you heard such a thing? An eighth. I want to know which eighth it is. I know what I don't want it to be. <laughs> Speaking of which, Irish sausage, you wouldn't say no, would you? Oh, I'm very partial to a Richmond. I've said that before. Anyway, hello you, it's me, your resident plastic paddy, and this episode lands on the Feast of St. Patrick himself. Yes, that's right, RIP, spoiler alert, he is actually dead. Um, St. Patrick, showbiz gossip, Big Nelly. Mmm, honestly, known homosexual, some might say practising homosexual, big fan of the snakes, which is a big giveaway, so, but then again, aren't we all? (laughs) On today's show, RuPaul makes an appearance and how do you feel about carrots in a cinema question mark? But first, listen, every Tom, Dick and Aria I know is here, there and everywhere. They've been on holiday, they're going on holiday, they've had a holiday, they're planning seven more holidays. Have I been invited? Have I gone away? Have I fuck? So listen, you know me, genuinely enamoured by travel. So 
if you've got holiday gossip, past, present or current, maybe you're still on your holiday. All you've got to do is uh, let me know, right? So open up the WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number. 0788-200-3420. Lovely, lovely. Debbie, by the way, she's just shown up. Oh, nice, nice that you decided to make an appearance. You look lovely. And she's turned up in sexy, fancy dress for St. Patrick. What have you come as? A sexy shillelagh. Right, someone get me out of here. Okay, here we go. Um, Long-time listener, first-time caller. And I've had this, like, tucked in my pocket for ages. A few Christmases ago, like, long enough ago to be pre-pandemic Christmas. And I went to stay with my parents. Um, So everyone sort of arrived on Christmas Eve stayed there all the Christmas. Um, And then on Boxing Day, my sister's friends were going to come around and some of them have kids, she has kids, and there's a box. And in in it, my mom keeps all of our, like the Beanie Babies that we had when we were little, like me and my little brother when they were a thing. So she like pulled it out into the kitchen. I was washing up, I think, or something. I was at the sink and um, heard her like, do like a really loud sort of gasp so I turned around but she was like standing looking like the the scream painting with like both of her hands like clasped to each side of her face and she was like it's a pile of shit like at the top of her voice so I went over and in this box of beanie babies on top of all of them perfectly in the middle was just like a pile of shit So we all stood there and stared at it. And then she was like, oh my God, all these kids are going to arrive soon. So we just need to, we need to sort this and then we'll figure out like what the hell has happened. So me and my mum lugged this box into the toilet, pick the shit off with toilet roll, flush it. And then she's like, just put the box, just put it in the backyard and we'll just, we'll deal with that later. So the kids come around, we do all the stuff, then they leave and then we're like, okay, we need to try and solve the mystery of the shit in the box of Beanie Babies. It had been in the room that my brother was staying in and over Christmas, <laughs> people have been like, does it smell a bit funny in here? Has has some food been left or something? He had gone out on Christmas Eve, come back really late, really drunk. So they were like, have you shit in there and you know, just been so drunk that you don't remember? And he was like, I really feel like I would know if I had shat in a box of Beanie Babies, like, I think I would know that when I woke up. I just don't feel like I would do that and not remember. Anyway, eventually, we kind of put together that the most likely scenario was that... So my gran was staying, obviously, on the ground floor. And there's a hallway that leads from the room that she was staying in. There's one door that leads off that hallway that goes into, like, a ground floor toilet. And there's another door that goes into the room that had the box of Beanie Babies in. And bearing in mind that it's a lifting lid box. So what we think must have happened is that she got up in the middle of the night and was like, that you go through the door of the hallway and then there was something with a lifting lid. And also, just as a like finishing detail, because of the kind of person that she is, my mom like disinfected the whole box and all the Beanie Babies and she kept them. <laughs> Excellent. What a welcome to the room. Hello, stranger. How are you? LTL FTC badge. 
coming straight to you wherever you are in the world. Well done. You can have the first one. Oh my God. Fran's going to be outraged. Good. I'm glad. (laughs) Pre-pandemic Christmas, PC as it's known, you know, so we have BC before Christ, AD at a domine. Why is it that before Christ is just like in English and then after Christ is in Latin? That's right, isn't it? BC and AD at a domine. Look at me! I sound like an educated person. BC, AD and PC. So thank you very much for giving us the time. What's uh, after Christmas? At a Christotomamus. And that's where the intelligence runs out. So (laughs) I love getting a sense of how cultured you are because you were like, oh, my mum looked like the screen painting. (laughs) I I don't know what I would have said. I would be like, my mum looked scared. (laughs) Which, I'm not taking the piss out of you, I'm just saying you're far more cultured, maybe you're a bit too cultured to be here, to be fair. Now, in the midst of gagging through that story, I thought, I think there's ageism at play here. Not on your part, but I think your brother has used this to your brother's advantage. I do not believe that it was your nan. I just don't. I think it was your brother. Oh yeah, I am pointing the finger at your brother, so... I think you should ask your brother again. You know, time has passed. Enough time that maybe your brother's relinquishing the shame. And if your brother wants to call me up and confess to me, you know, I'm all ears. And so are the other thousands of people listening. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Producer Deb. Hi, Tim. Hi, Kat. Hi, Maya. It's Providenza reporting from Chicago. Had to rush home for some fam stuff, unfortunately, but things are looking up, so that's good. Um, I was thinking about Gemma's call from the other day talking about um, her kiddo and drag race, and I thought finally is the time for me to reveal my secret, which is that I work for RuPaul. It's true. I am the stage manager and host of RuPaul's DragCon. Um, because I'm a slut for attention and I like things to go right. I do want to say that there is value in spaces that run adjacent to things that are in popular media because a lot of times they can create in real life community. And I think that there's elements of DragCon that really encourage that. And one of them is this kids fashion show that we do um, every year. And it's basically this opportunity for kids to, you know, show off their drags or just walk the runway, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And honestly, 97% of the kids that do it are trans. And There is something incredibly uh, beautiful about seeing like an eight-year-old trans kid talk to like a 10-year-old trans kid and them just like immediately be friends and like have that moment of just being like, damn, like you're like me and I'm like you, you know, and then getting to walk out on stage in their cool outfits and have like a crowd of people that look like you and me and even more like beautiful and vast identities celebrating them. And again, not defending RuPaul, but I do want to say that like, those moments are the times where I'm like, okay, like there is definitely value in representation. You know, there really is. And I think like when it can result in like tangible community, like that's really important. And um, like, of course, I always feel a little complicated about the fact that I kind of work, you know, within this organization. But when I see moments like that, I kind of like, you know what, that's worth it. Anyways, uh, talk soon. Love y'all. Hope you're doing well. Um, okay, bye. Providence! They've always got to have their own welcome. Oh, it's so lovely to have you back in the room. I've missed you. And reporting all the way from Chicago, the Windy City, the place where they do 
pizzas that we buy and Asda here, which is a bit like Walmart there. Anyway, I've really taken the shine off of Chicago. (laughs) Anyway, thank you very much for your reveal. We still appreciate and love you. (laughs) I saw you warming up to that one and I was like, great, well, this is a space for disclosure, so all good. Now, yes, it is beautiful when we are able to offer generations that were younger than us when we were in our moment of awakening, when we were allowed our awakening, so we say. It's always really beautiful to see that, isn't it? The opportunity that perhaps some kids live with now uh, that we didn't. And I know that always sounds like resentment when it comes from queer mouths, but it's not. It's like, it's just marking a difference between how we grow up and some of the opportunities that they are allowed to grow up with. Full disclaimer, we live still in a very violent, misogynistic, transphobic, queerphobic world. Full disclaimer, let's not kid ourselves that now it's some like utopia for children. It really isn't. So I get that. What I find interesting is as queer folk, we often feel politically compromised by a capitalism like we got to earn got you've got to pay the bills babe do you know what i mean you got to go out there you got to do the hustle i totally get it but also our politic as well and there's that sort of shape shifting that we have to do where things aren't like always wholly holy and holy aligned to our progressiveness and so that's difficult but for sort of gay turbo capitalism that's what i call the sort of like drag race ilk of things to be doing at least some of the mindfulness, at least some of the community building, at least, you know, it's been called upon to be more community focused, then it's only going to be a good thing, right? But I understand your hustle. So absolutely no shame here. And lovely to hear from you. As ever, Providanta, I look forward to hearing you when you're back in LA. Much love to you and the family and I hope everyone's okay. Bye. Hi, Scotty. Tim Kattenmeyer. Sorry if it's a bit noisy. I'm doing a stir fry. And I know that's not really something you should multitask when you're doing, but I don't learn. We're just listening to your lovely conversations about BAPS. And it just reminded me of my my Nana. So not that we did anything fancy or different, but um, every Saturday we would go and visit and she would be cooking bacon and just so much butter. And the whole house would just smell like butter. And then you put loads of ketchup on it. I don't know. Just every time I smell that now, I just think of my Nana. It's a really nice memory. Anyway, hope you're all well. Bye. Hello. God, it sounded like rain, didn't it? Which was very evocative for a sad story about a Nana. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't a sad story. But frying things in butter. My God, do people live long in your family? (laughs) What a beautiful memory. Thanks for sharing it with us. Hi, uh, it's Gemma. I've just come out of listening to the podcast so that I don't not do this to the northern lady who had a baby in lockdown. You know, I know we definitely don't live near each other, but our phones, Instagram, whatever, texting, you know, I'm here if she needs a mum that's not from a mum group, (laughs) you know, because... That's a different type of person in my experience. You know, I'm on the other side when it comes to children, whatever. They're seven and three. But I've gone through lockdown, losing 
my dad, my sisters had two babies in lockdown, really close together in age. And um, I know how you feel with losing your identity, feeling things like that. I don't know what it feels like to have a baby in lockdown. I don't, but I know what it feels like to be apart from those and wanting to help. Like for me, I had that those strong feelings really early too with my first child. I think for me, it was like I, I've always used to having a job. You know, I don't know if I'm going off <laughs> off the topic, but being a mum is a full-time job, but you don't get paid for that. And it is getting the satisfaction out of life elsewhere. You know, that's why I know my sister really heavily relies on this podcast being her outlet. And I don't think Scotty realised he was going to appeal to a totally different type of audience, mums that need an escape. That's how some of us work. You know, we're not all fluffy women who want to go for coffee and, you know, some things like that are hell. We want to be making things and being creative and getting out of our mental thoughts and escaping, you know, the pressures of motherhood. Look, I can't even do this without being bothered. But, yes, the slug is crying. There you go. You heard it here. <laughs> the slug is crying. I've not been in your shoes. That's not what I'm ever going to say to anyone because we all feel differently and our experiences are our own, aren't they? But just that solidarity that um, you've got somebody that's prepared to hear. Lots of love and love you too, Scotty. Oh, bless her. Isn't she a sweet... Now you can see why I love the ground she walks on. Isn't she adorable? Lovely. I love this chat because, of course, I am not a parent, but it makes me feel like when I was a kid, I hated hanging out with boys, as you can imagine, big old Nelly like me. Absolutely hated it. And so my mum would find excuses for me to sit at the kitchen table and do, like, drawing or whatever. You know, my mum be like, oh, you need to make a card for your nan. <laughs> And I would just listen to these mums sat at the dinner table. Um, it's the only time we used it as a dinner table. Um, smoking 20 beds in the hedges. Not advocating for smoking, just telling you that's what it was like at the time. You could smoke around your kids. And if your mum just wafted a bit above your head, it meant you were fine. <laughs> you weren't passive smoking. And it just reminds me of that, of those conversations that I felt like I was allowed to be a part of, which made me feel older than I actually was. But, you know, old head, young shoulders, as they say. I love this idea of like non-fluffiness that you spoke about, Gem. And I think that's really important, you know, that um, I know friends of mine who have got children have spoken about that idea of like that their name falls away from them and they just become mum. Very into the idea of crying slugs as well. (laughs) I love that this is a space for lots of different people and uh, lots of people have different experiences. And your sister, I think, has messaged me in the bars. I mean, I've had messages from mums who are like, this is my only escapism. So more of it. If that is you, pick up the blower, join in the chat, you know, like, I'm I'm glad you're listening, but let us know how you are, how you're doing, because doesn't Gemma do it? She does it every fucking week. <laughs> Poor Gem. Gem, never stop calling, because we love you. Hi, Scotty, producer Deb, Tim Katmeyer. It's Lauren coming from Melbourne. I am in the office. 
just had to pause the latest episode and just let you know that like the first date I went on with my girlfriend was to the cinema. We watched Jurassic Park and because I'm gluten free, so she panicked about what snacks to bring and she bought fucking carrots and hummus and I was like that is the most inappropriate snack for cinema a fucking crunchy carrot so I mean luckily it was a loud movie so every time you know a dinosaur roared we were like snacking crunching my carrots anyway it's fucking hilarious um big love bye oh hi Lauren well you sound a bit more somber this week rather than telling me to go fuck myself as you did the other week yes don't worry like an elephant I'll always remember okay thank you very much now what you complaining about carrots and hummus for delicious I think you find, especially when you get like the tarted up ones in the supermarket. You know, because they do hummus in every fucking variety now, don't they? Like chocolate hummus. Uh, I mean, that's a lie. And I know I can't think of any Moroccan hummus. What makes it Moroccan? They literally put three chickpeas on the top and maybe like spit a bit of like chili pepper in it. As if red pepper hummus, garlic hummus, lemon and herb hummus. All of them? Anyway, I understand what you're meaning about the setting. But popcorn's just as fucking lad. People rustling around a packet of sweets and then unravelling each one of them in some, like, rustly foil. Just as terrible. I think carrots and hummus, I don't think that's such a terrible idea. I'm just putting it out there. Still to come, jacket double spuds. I've read that wrong. It says double jacket spuds. (laughs) Dog revelations and wee minge. I don't know. Honestly, I don't write this stuff. Just say it. Anyway, before we get onto that, we keep this place going with kindness. Because it's people like you listening to this who give us £5 a month. And with that, we're able to pay the team uh, to pull together some labour that it takes to keep this place going. Um, But it's also, I think, quite radical that people do do that. Because you're not keeping this going for yourself or for the team, but you keep it going for the thousands of people who tune in every week around the world, people that you've never met. And I just think that's really lovely. Currently, about 5% of you who are listening are able to help out and keep this going. Um, But we do need to, if possible, try and find a few more people so we can help push that up. So if you're able to help us out a bit by throwing us the price of a coffee, a beer or a bottle of wine each month, um, we'll be able to keep the lights on for you and for somebody that you've never met, which is a really lovely thing. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Right. Let's get back to the madness, please. (laughs) I'm having a lovely time. I don't know about you. Actually, I don't care about you. (laughs) Hi, Scotty. It's Marilyn Misandry here. Um, I know I'm usually quite funny when I send these, but I'm not. Well, I'm always funny, but I just wanted to kind of send this one because it feels like a nice, welcoming, queer place to talk about this. I have had like the last two weeks like the most intense dysphoria i've ever had like i'm not really someone who's normally dysphoric and a lot of it is coming from like this feeling that i'm not quite seen as a woman in the same way that a lot of other trans people are seen as their genders like i get that like lots of us get misgendered but i feel like even from other queer people and trans people i'm rarely seen as a trans woman and it's kind of compounded by the fact that like i'm in a weird situation where half my family are really good on it and really good with my gender and pronouns and like half aren't and um 
it's difficult because it's a difficult topic to bring up and talk about because any time I mention it, people get really defensive and talk about how, of course, he was a beautiful, fab girl and woman, but then, like, their actions don't really match that. I'm also in the process of getting, like, onto medically transitioning, but, like, as anyone who's ever done that will tell you, it's a nightmare and, like, the waiting list is huge. I've only just started it. So, yeah, I just kind of wanted to... I just want to share that with the pod because I always kind of think that like people who share their problems with the pod must feel like they've got someone to listen to them about it. So yeah, that's me. Love to the pod. Hope everyone's all right and I hope you're okay too, darling. Oh, hello, darling, sweetheart. Lovely to hear from you. Now, thank you for dropping in again. We appreciate that. And for revealing part of yourself, being really open. You know me. I love that. Ten points, you can have a badge. Now, dysphoria now some people who are listening to this might not even know what that is or who experienced it because they're living in a very lucky privileged world now i can tell you how dysphoria works for me i can't tell you how it works for marilyn but it might give you a sense of um what dysphoricness look at me yeah is so when with my hashtag going to talk about a eating disorder on my body now when I'm in the throes of my ink disorder and the noises and intrusive thoughts and some of those things that happen to me I can look in the mirror and I will see something that isn't there I will look at my body in a way that isn't true it isn't a true representation of what I look and physically am, which is the reason why I, if anyone follows me on Instagram, Instagram Scotty is fat. Thank you very much. If you follow me over there, you'll see that I do a lot of yoga. I spend a lot of time with my body because it helps take away some of that dysphoricness. It helps me be actual with my body and understand what it is and what it does and what it can do. Um, so that's the way it works for me. It's essentially like your brain sort of lies to you. I'm sort of telling this right, but my own version of right, because I think dysphoria for lots of people is, well, it's the opposite to euphoria, isn't it? Sorry, I've just said that for right here, euphoric. Anyway, somebody who knows about, look, what's that one called before who's the therapist? That one, sorry, I was looking at Debbie. Right, so if somebody actually knows what the definition is before I get down this road, can you call up please? Thank you very much. But Marilyn, in direct correlation to what you're saying, yes, this place is a place where people can share, but it's also a place where you can be the person that you want to be and fully live that. And I know we can't see you and we don't know you well enough to be able to collectively endorse that gender euphoria, but you're right, it does come down to action, doesn't it? Because for all of the yes, you are a trans woman, yes, we love you, yes, you are validated, that can come from yourself, your friends, your family, your community. The proof is in the pudding, isn't it? It does lie within the action and how people enable you to be that person, unfortunately. I say unfortunately as in, like, it's difficult to rely on the actions of other people. Hmm. Maybe you're affected by this conversation that Marilyn has brought to the table. Maybe you've got something to jump in and contribute to. You know what to do. Thanks, Marilyn. Appreciate it. For my tea, I had a jacket potato with beans and cheese, but I had it with a sweet potato instead of a normal potato. Um, My carer thought I wanted both a sweet potato and then a normal potato, which sounds like carb heaven, quite frankly. So anyway, there you go. Oh, hello, friends. I think you might be new around here. I'm not sure. Couldn't quite distinguish, but you're welcome. 
10 points. Can I just say, a sweet potato is a jacket potato. Very controversial. I was going to go in on you there. I was going to be like, in which world, actually? And then I sat with it and I thought, mm, oh, maybe. Mm, mm. Although, very sweet with beans, which are often quite sweet as well. And I'm not sure how I feel about sweet potato with cheese. But I think you sort of redeemed it by the carer person saying that you want is another potato. So you sort of had a buffet of jackets. <laughs> what do you call a buffet of jackets? A coat? No, <laughs> no, you call it a cloakroom. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure how I feel about jacket potato. I think I need more justification for this listenership. If you are a sweet potato advocate, I need to hear from you. Hmm. I'm not going to give this 10 points. I'm going to give this 8 points, actually. Because double carbs. Yes, please. Hello, um, Scotty and friends and other people. Unfortunately, I'm just kind of calling in because I'd like to have a wee mint. Wee, wee minch. <laughs> I don't have a, a fuck's sake. <laughs> a, a wee whinge I'd like to have. Um... I was feeling down, but actually that joke has kind of cheered me up, thinking that I've got a wee minge when uh, I'll shut up now. Uh, My main point was going to be I was going to have a little whinge about being so skint. It has literally been... I just, I found out, I'm just like so fucking skint and I'm so over it. I'm so done with it. I'm so burnt out with trying to apply for jobs and I have two jobs just now and only one of them I fucking like but it's not full time it's been like three years of just being skint and don't know how to fucking save I don't know how to fucking spend and I don't know how to make money like I'm fucking sick of capitalism and having to work to live and (sighs) just so fucking rinsed and I even like had a big panic attack and I was like right okay what can I sell and it's like so tiring being just not having any money already and then it's so tiring trying to make money and then it's so tiring trying to keep money it's like I fucking hate capitalism man I just want to be sexy <laughs> just want to be having a nice fucking time without having to worry about fucking money i'm sorry i should have really just stuck on the wee minge because that may have been lighter and more funny but i wanted to have a moan so you got a moan not a minge hello wee minge love you don't you sound lovely first off so i just want to say thank you thanks for coming in here and being vulnerable sharing the truth you can hear it in your voice it's a bit haunting, and I don't say that as in, like, I don't want to hear it, or I'm scared of it. I think listeners now know my history and understand, I understand this, and I understand the parts of you that it affects, and the things that it brings up, and the fear. It's it's so fearful, it's so scary, not having enough money in your back pocket, and constantly thinking, where's the next hustle, and how do I do it, and how do I get there, and I'm very touch wood you know I'm very lucky and I say lucky because I think you're lucky at capitalism I think some people are born in beds that mean that the world is always going to be aligned to them but I think some of us are born with precariousness and we are um 
constantly living with this fear, this state of fear, this worry, this panic. And you can hear it. And I just, I don't know what to say. I don't know how how to respond because we know, particularly in the UK, with everything that's going on, that we are about to see life become more expensive. It's not about luxury. It's about being warm or cold. That's what we're looking at. And so, God, I wish I could offer something more cheery. And I mean, the fact that you're able to come in here and make us laugh with that reality, I think all power to you. What a great human. You sound like somebody I want to know and go out with. And, you know, like you said, you don't want to do capitalism, you want to do sexy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm about that. I am totally about that. I love sexy being the opposition to capitalism. Isn't that fab? Because I often think of capitalism being sexy, not because it's the thing to desire to or to want to be, but it is sexy. It lures you in. You know, you walk on the street, you see an advert, you think, oh, like it, it just knows how to like foreplay you. Anyway, I'm going off book and I just wanted to say thanks, actually. Come back again, won't you? And I hope you're all right. And I mean that. I mean that to everyone that I say that to. I do hope you're all right. Because I know... Because I know. Hi, Scotty and uh, Tim, Kat, Maya, and of course, producer Deb. I am a colleague calling from North Carolina, but actually today I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I took some time off work and yesterday I saw the Grand Canyon for the first time, which was really lovely. Um, I'm calling to finally, you know, address the mystery, mostly so you'll stop asking um, about my dog. Um, She is a five-year-old Bernese Mountain Dog crossed with a Golden Retriever, which means she just looks like a very big, very black Golden Retriever. She's a big sweetie. Um, Her hobbies include barking, um, stealing things from the countertops, and um, leaving hair all over my bed, you know, in a cute way. Um, So that's my dog, and I'll send you guys a picture, but... um, since it's an audio medium, I'm not sure how helpful that will be. Okay, talk to you guys later. Bye. Holly in North Carolina via the Grand Canyon, Phoenix, Arizona. How exciting is that? Look at that. Gemma just calls up from a car in Hertfordshire. Holly, North Carolina, just out the Grand Canyon. No big deal. Isn't that exciting? Yes, please. Oh, I've never seen it. Is it big? I'm sure it is if it's called Grand <laughs> Anyway, thank you for telling us your dog's pronouns. She heard, really enjoyed that. More of that behaviour, please. And what a wonderful sounding animal pet person, friend, lover, companion. I just, I retrieved that, didn't I? Because I called it an animal and I know what pet people are like. Oh, it's a member of the family, isn't it? Oh, my mum with the dog. We've got a dog called Cooper. Oh, spoiled, rotten. Honestly, when you've got a pet, you really sort of understand the person you are because I am just like, get off the bed. Get off the bed, down, off of that. Don't touch that, don't do this. I'm very much that person. When my mum, oh, gave him a blanket, he's cold. How do you know he's cold? He's covered in hair. He is wearing a jacket from nose to tail. He is not cold. And I tell you what, the central heating in this house is so high because you all grow up in poor houses. So <laughs> it's so hot in here. That dog isn't hot. It's, it's the opposite to hypothermic. He's, what's the opposite to hypothermic? He's too hot. <laughs> anyway, Dog Sounds Lovely, thank you very much for the audio description and for calling in from Phoenix, Arizona. 
And that is it for another week. I mean, what a lovely show. We've done honesty. We've done truth. We've done lots of talk about capitalism and the hustle and doing things that we need to do um, and poo, which I think, you know, if you're here for anything, that is the collection of things that you are here for. If you've heard anything on today's show that has stirred you, that has made you think, oh, I want to get involved. Perhaps you've got thoughts about carrots in the cinema. Perhaps you want to challenge me on my thoughts about sweet potatoes, jacket potatoes maybe you want to help and join in the conversation about dysphoria and what that means what it is to be a trans woman maybe you're a mum listening like Gemma and um you want to talk about that and talk about what it is to be a parent maybe you are a dog parent as well and you want to share your other members of your family with us remember I also want to know about your holiday gossip so if any of those things have got you going or you got to open up the whatsapp and send us a voice note to this number Zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero. Also, are you my friend on social medias? Just search after the tone podcast, please. Give us a like. Don't be horrible. Why are you being like that for? Actually, there's no need to be rude. We're on Twitter and the Instagrams, okay? So do the likey-likey thing, because our lovely cat will share with you exclusive content throughout the week. And remember, you can also join us on patreon.com forward slash after the tone, where you will get access to my show notes and some chat about what the next series is going to be like. Mm! Anyway, that's all from me for now. Um... I'd never know how to end this. Bye. <laughs> tone, after the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone. After the Tone is hosted by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, vice producer Tim Bano, assistant producer Maya Miller-Lewis, digital producer Kat Prill. After the Tone is a Debbie's production production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.